0: Hey everybody, this is Charlie with Gimme Back My Action Movies and Gimme Back My Horror Movies. I know we've been teasing this a lot. You've heard us talk about this show. We are finally announcing that the Gimme Back My Pro Wrestling show is live. And we are playing the very first episode here on our feed just to try and help the guys get the word out. After this episode, they will be on their own separate feed, so we will have all of the relevant links, connections to the show, but it will be on all your major podcasters, Spotify, and Google, and Apple, and Dan has all this stuff wrote down, so I'm kind of shooting off the hip here. I've never intro a show before it intros, so new ground for me here. But I'm really excited for these guys. I know we've been pushing the show a lot, and it is here. It is time. So, without any further ado, here is the very first episode of Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling.
1: To the P, to the G, plus the one and the three, you're listening to Wolfie D. I want you
2: to listen to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. <laughs>
1: Everyone, thank you for joining us for the very first inaugural episode of Gimme Back My Pro Wrestling here on the Gimme Back My Podcast Network. I'm Dan. You've heard me on other shows like the Gimme Back My Action Movies. Uh, I haven't been on the horror one yet, but I'm going to be on that one uh, eventually whenever they put it on there. I want to watch. And of course, you've heard us on our our other uh, programs. We got the monster movie Stomp Down, and you have not heard me on. The Give Me Back, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Could Be Your Bad Movie Nights, but you have heard me and our co host for this show on the live and in color with Wolfie D program, and that's Jimmy Street.
2: Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you doing, man? I'm so what's excited. What's going for on?
1: This? Yeah, man. Okay, so as we start this journey here with this podcast, it's going to be a a growing, changing landscape here on the podcast. It's going to be a podcast for you out there that grew up watching professional wrestling and whether you watch professional wrestling now you watch sports entertainment now or you used to watch something and you kind of miss it we're going to talk about that a little bit on this show yeah absolutely i think that's exactly what the point
2: is is you know i was explaining it to somebody the other day saying what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the good old days of pro wrestling, and we're going to try to find the elements of pro wrestling in the new stuff as well. Um, I'm just excited because, you know, man, once uh, you came on the Live and in Color show with me, Uh, We did a a segment called Current Affairs, Mm -hmm. and we had a good flow, man, and I just felt like this could lead to something more. You know, my cousin Charlie is the chief executive officer and CFO of Give Me Back My Podcast Network. He
1: he likes to refer to himself as the evil overlord.
2: Okay, that's even better, man. (laughs) That's even better. That's perfect for Chuck, too. Right, right, uh, right. So I said, Hey, Charlie, I'm doing a wrestling show. And I said, If you ever need a give me back my Western or give me back my Ernest <laughs> and Ernest Jim Varney or give uh-huh. me back my pro wrestling, you let me know I'm your guy. And he was like, Actually, let me get you in touch with my man Dan
1: here. And that's, that's how right. we
2: met. It's just been a, a torrid love affair since the start. So it
1: has been. You know what? Uh, sidebar, speaking of Ernest. Charlie and I both have a friend who looks a little bit like Ernest, and it does some Ernest impression work. So we have to get him uh, just to do some funny stuff here for us. Oh my! Uh, God. I yeah. know, right? It totally. might be fun. So yeah, totally. when uh, when we talked about doing the show, I thought about how am I going to come on and introduce this show, and I thought about doing something akin to, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, but I didn't want to do that because it's already been done to death. I uh, thought about uh, calling you uh, the man, the legend, uh, but Psycho Sid, or Sid Justice, Sid Vicious already has that one. I'll kill you! Uh, I thought about uh, Dan Time, but again, Vader has got that one, so I'm just going to say, everyone, please take your seats, and welcome to our Squared Circle, the Squared Circle of Nostalgia that we loved, as kids and we still love as old farts now yes we are going to start this particular episode talking about who we are why we started this how we got into pro wrestling and we're going to do our version of the quote unquote mount rushmore of professional wrestlers i know everyone's done one they're all out there i get it it's great you're not going to agree with part of ours you're not going to agree with all of ours you're not going to agree with any of ours maybe i don't know But we're going to throw them out there to you so you kind of have an idea of where our mind lies. Yeah. And we're going to do a little bit of honorable mention stuff. But we broke this down to three major kind of segments. Jimmy, go ahead and, and fill the marks in, would you?
2: Dan just to kind of digress just a second the the reason I can't you know thought this would make good sense for our first episode is because it kind of sets the the bar for future episodes for us Uh, Mm -hmm. it kind of lets them know if they listen to episode one they will know where we stand on thoughts and and processes so the Mount Rushmore that I broke it down into is single Mm -hmm. wrestler of our own personal choice tag teams of our own personal choice and Uh then I did one that was called popular opinion which i said this one would probably be 98 percent of america's choice in my personal opinion and then we're also going to talk about honorable mentions like you said we're also going to talk about future stars as well current stars we're gonna have fun with it um i'm excited you know just good to be here brother glad we're doing this
1: yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much down with this. So as we get ready to get started, again, like I said, we're going to be changing. We're going to be growing. We're going to be evolving as we go. We are in the we're, – uh, we're paying an absorbent amount so that some old-timer can sit on the sidelines and tell us how to do bumps and forward rolls right now. We're in the developmental stage of this podcast. So if you hear some audio issues, you hear this or that or the other, we're working on it. We're going to get the tech all uh, uh, cinched in. And right. we're going to get it all worked out, so just bear with us. But as we get started now with – you want to start with the, the uh, our personal Mount Rushmore, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I let's think, do that with singles. You
2: know, yeah, yeah, I think so, because that will lead to the least amount of argument between you probably and Probably so,
1: probably so. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you go ahead and choose your first Mount Rushmore inductee, I suppose you could say, and uh, let's see if we have any uh, conflict on this. Because I'll do a heel turn. I don't care. I, I
2: love it. I love it. You know, uh, some of my favorite wrestlers were heels. So oh yeah. Uh, my number four singles wrestler on Mount Rushmore is the you know, best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, Brett the Hitman Hart. I just feel like Brett had to be on my list. I was a fan of Brett. From the times he, he was back in the Hart Foundation, but honestly, to me, he was one of the best singles wrestlers of all time. I've loved almost everything he's ever done. Honestly, you know, he's a seven-time champ. Uh, that's WCW and WWE included. Mm-hmm. Two-time tag team champion, two-time Hall of Famer, two-time King of the Ring. Yeah, man. I just think Brett,
1: he's one of the best ever, of
2: course. So,
1: Believe it or not, when you first started talking about a Canadian legend, I thought maybe you meant John Tenta. But <laughs> you meant Brett the Hitman Hart. And I've got to be honest with you. I was never a huge Brett Hart fan. Now, yeah. it's not that I don't appreciate what he could do and what he did for professional wrestling and, and stuff in the ring. I was – okay, so when it came to the Hart Foundation, I was more of an Anvil fan. First of all – okay. Yeah. I'm a big dude. Um, so whenever we played wrestling, I had to be the anvil. And <laughs> B, he's a little goofy. I'm a little goofy. I loved right. the Anvil. I, I you know, Bret Hart as a gimmick or a character was I'm just I'm just a cool guy, Bret Hart. Duh, 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 you know. Yeah. It, so, you know, and I the sharpshooter's cool, don't get me wrong and everything. But it was just like, uh I just I don't know. I just I never gravitated towards Brett Hart. Like right. Again, like I said, I don't take anything away from what he has provided right. to the sport of professional wrestling and what he has brought forth. Obviously, right. fantastic. Yeah. To right. me, I just didn't have that connection with him.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, you know, he was a little dry on the microphone. And I, I, I do think he could tell good stories. You know, man, the people, we're going to go over honorable mentions later. The people that I had to bump off this list for him he, he has to be on this list <laughs> because the people I took off this list are going to probably turn people over. They're going to be like, no, nah, this ain't the podcast for me, this idiot. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. So, yeah, Brett yeah, Hart yeah, yeah. is my number four. So, do you want to go with four? Or do you want me to do my number three and go through my list? Uh, no,
1: no, I'll do my number four real quick. Okay. So, uh, my number four and this was hard for me it was hard for me to differentiate one through four for me sure sure. Uh, because each person i love for different reasons and some of the people i loved at different times of my fandom for pro wrestling but i think my number four guy when i was a kid absolutely loved him was one of the first figures i ever had and Actually, as we record this last night, got to watch him do a short arm DDP again. Oh, yeah. And that's one Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, man, I loved Jake from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Jake the Snake Roberts, a second generation professional wrestler and a man who really pioneered and changed psychology for heels. And yeah. in my opinion, was the first true tweener. Right. Revolutionized a style of promo. And he's even said that, you know, if you talk real quiet and slow, they have to lean in and hear you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I love the way he delivered that. Um, right. uh, and believe it or not, folks, he hated them damn snakes. He yeah. didn't like them. Yeah. But it was the gimmick and it worked for him. Obviously, you know, later on in his career, he had a lot of hurdles, and uh, things happened right in in center for him. But, you know, uh, he put himself back on track. Uh, I think that what he is doing right now with the AEW product is fantastic. I I enjoy seeing him out there again. And I don't know if you know this or not, Mr. Jimmy, but we have the opportunity in a few months— To actually meet one Jake the Snake Roberts at Robcon that uh, Charlie from the Action Podcast helps run in Abington, Virginia. So uh, he's been the first confirmed guest and uh, come hell or high water, I want to meet one of my childhood heroes, Jake Roberts yeah well hey man that that's
2: a great one uh jake is definitely one of the goats uh in my personal opinion i think the world of that guy uh, that's a tough one to not have on your list man but Mm -hmm. yeah jake's so cool what a legend man you know (laughs) what a legend
1: so absolutely man what is what's your here hold on what's your third jimmy (laughs)
2: my third one is the exact opposite of what you were just doing there. He is possibly one of the, uh, honestly, the, the more legendary promos of all time. He was a Canadian born Scottish man. He is the hot Scott, Rowdy Roddy Piper. So yeah, my God. I mean, what do you need to say about Rowdy Roddy Piper? He was the first heel that I ever knew of in wrestling as a true heel Um, he loved the word villain throughout his entire career and honestly uh, to me he is just the quintessential bad guy Uh, there are others on my list there are others in careers that are that have had great careers as a heel as well but anyway long story short Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, first time I really remember seeing him was against Hulk Hogan, against Cindy Lauper,
1: you know. Um, rock and wrestling days, yeah.
2: Right. And then on the Hulk Hogan's
1: Rock and Wrestling, you know, cartoon <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 And not to mention the Goonies Good Enough video. Correct. He with was Cindy Lauper, yeah. Him, Captain Lou Albano, the Iron Sheik, and Mula and Nikolai. Yeah. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, Piper, one of my absolute all-time favorites. Didn't make my this particular Rushmore grouping, um, but absolutely love Piper. Again, even when he was a face, he was a villain. Right. You know, Even when he's a face, he's still a dudes. One of my absolute favorite spots ever is in the middle of a, of a brawl, a fight, they're stopping and just go poke you right in the eye and, and not even give a right ass if you saw it you yeah. know it was so good uh, yes Piper born in Canada actually was a uh, world-ranked bagpiper. Right. right uh, played himself to the ring back when he first got started and yeah. the thing about Piper as well I mean obviously yeah him and Mr. T and Hogan and Orndorf and all of that there with Cindy Lopper and Albano and all of those Things, But the thing about Piper, too, is he was one of the, of course, with Hogan, but he was one of those first, like, kind of crossover uh, yeah. professional wrestlers because, I mean, you know, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Of course, they live. Right. And the thing about Piper, a lot of people don't know, is he loved, absolutely loved stand-up comedy. Right, right. And he would drive to the like, a improv or comedy cellar in L.A., watch sets from behind, and just drive away. Yeah. No problems. It was all yeah. cool. He wasn't there to be Roddy Roddy Piper. He was just there to be, you know, wow. a fan. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, absolutely, man. Love the Hot Rod and. Currently, one of only two wrestling figures I own, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know,
2: his LJN figure is one of mine, so I—I I, that's one of my collection, as uh, I have his old LJN figure. Wasn't the sure. best likeness of him, but at the same time, wow. it fits the bill. <laughs> you know, those- I don't
1: know if any of them LJNs really were great likenesses. I mean, they didn't right. have scan technology, but right, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean.
2: Yeah. So, and the cool thing, like you said, he was an actor he was a wrestler he was a hall of famer uh, john carpenter they live i mean dude the quote of the movie i've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of bubble gum so mm-hmm. i mean that line is legendary and that is such a piper
1: move yeah. you know oh yeah because piper you know when he comes to the ring as soon as he comes down to the ring he would stop for a minute, look around, kind of smile and chuckle. But as he closer to the ring, his face would change. Exactly. And he was just like, okay, I'm here to whip your ass. You knew it was coming. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think your uh, number uh, three is up. My, okay. So my number three, this person, I believe, should absolutely be on the Mount Rushmore but position at three would probably definitely be a little sus. I think some people would complain about this, but for me, my number three (laughs) is the nature boy Ric Flair. Right. (laughs) One of those guys that has transcended professional wrestling till the end of time when someone gets chopped, right? You're gonna woo, right? Yeah, you're just gonna do it. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's with the, the what chance, which right. you know, obviously, we got uh, what 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 <laughs> you know, you got those, you got the yes chance, even though that you know. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson has moved over to AEW. They still what? You know, right. but the woo to me <clears throat> was one of the original transcended fan interactive things that was huge. Oh, you know? Totally, totally. And of course, with Flair, we all know what 16 time world champ, uh, uh, limo riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss dealing. Woo, son yeah. of a gun. Right. And also would be the first person to kindly invite your mother to ride Space Mountain. Yeah, and your daughter, and your sister. <laughs> Pretty much Always. anybody. Now, obviously, again, we know that there's been some issues with Ric Flair right. uh, in the past, some personal things. I think he's on Marriage 7, 10, I don't know. Sure. Uh, there, all of that, we're going to put all of those things aside as we talk about the career just the, the the work of the career itself so you know with Ric Flair obviously was always in a certain shape now when he first started he looked I mean he was a body guy when he first started right and right. as he went on he got a little bit poochy but right he was one of the absolute bests. yeah uh you know he
2: started out as rambling Ricky
1: Rhodes he wanted
2: to be Dusty's cousin uh he he was a bodybuilder almost a power lifter at that time uh he played football at at the university of minnesota (laughs) like everybody right and uh (laughs) either west texas or university of minnesota they're they're all combined there but Uh, it's wild isn't it yeah it is you know uh rick's on my list but we're not there yet but we'll uh talk more at that time i think but yeah honestly the best of all time
1: so. All right, well, go ahead and do your number, I believe, two? Yeah. All yeah. right, so throw it up there, Bo.
2: My number two is the middle-aged and crazy <laughs> wild man from Amarillo from the Double Cross Ranch. <laughs> Terry, by God, Funk. You know, Chainsaw Charlie with Mick Foley as a tag team. <laughs> I mean, God, man. <laughs> You know, he still kept it (laughs) going.
1: Look, man, I I love Terry Funk. I'm a huge fan of the Funker. I think he was, I don't know if I want to say underrated, but maybe underappreciated, maybe under the radar a little bit more, uh, especially people like Rock and them, uh, Taker stuff like that. But Chainsaw Charlie was not a good gimmick.
2: (laughs) No, it wasn't, but it got him a payday, man, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, he was an actor, he was one of the, yep. uh, honestly, one of the first wrestlers that was doing that. I remember he's on an episode of Quantum Leap. He uh, Is he really? Yeah, man. He plays a wrestler on an episode of Quantum Leap. Of oh, course, he's in, he's in Roadhouse. <sighs> mm-hmm. You know, he's in Roadhouse. He's He's great in that uh he's in so many awesome movies now he was the first person that i ever heard the reason why and of course i talked about this on the give me back my action podcast the reason that he and other wrestlers were in movies and tv was because he got the screen actors guild uh benefits so the union benefits gave him health and you know dental and and all the benefits that you couldn't get as a pro wrestler being a bullcrap independent Contractor, um, yeah,
1: yeah, that's another subject for another another episode,
2: and that you know might be a whole episode. But you know, anyway, he he was one of the people that really figured out how to work the system. He is a Hall of Famer. He's a freaking tag team champion, a hardcore champion. I believe that Mm -hmm. he and Dory were the first brothers.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Him and Dory, and then he was what heavyweight Terry was a heavyweight champion though in what AWA or Mid South.
2: No, he was. I I don't remember uh, being in AWA, but I I think it was Mid-South. I would have to look that up. But Yeah, Yeah,
1: something like that, I think. Yeah. Doing this show, I'm really going to dive into some old school stuff. A lot older AWA and Mid-South stuff. I'm really excited. That's what you grew up on.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up on the Mid Atlantic, NWA, AWA, all that stuff. I love it all. Sure. And of course, a little Memphis thrown in there, too. Honestly, I think Terry Funk is underrated, even though he is rated and well rated. How he would sell with, honestly, he's one, you know, they say Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Morton are, are the greatest baby faces because they could sell so well. Honestly, mm. I, if, go watch a Terry Funk match where he's really selling. He is one of the best ever to do it. Uh, the not need thing that he would do when he was getting, you know, waylaid. Oh, when um, he was on
1: Dream Street or whatever. The, you know, yes, yes, I know exactly what you mean. He would sway back and forth. and
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was so subtle. That was his way because that's a heel technique. And I've learned some things over my time. And the way that he would do that was that was making whoever he was in the ring with the baby face no matter if he was supposed to be the baby face by giving those heelish sailing techniques you know it would really cement the fact that he was the bad guy or he was the heel in that matchup uh it, just subtle stuff like that that really really it's a masterclass. honestly terry funk is a masterclass. so
1: yeah i i have to agree with you yeah. Yeah. terry funk is one of those guys where I mean, his voice was like this, and you didn't expect that to come right. from him, first of all. Yeah. Uh, second of all, yeah, he was young and middle-aged and crazy. Yeah, um, He would do whatever needed to be done to tell that particular story. Right. And you talk about a master class, psychology, he could come into any match in any position, heel, face, whatever. Do a, He could do a turn in the middle of the match, turn right back at, before the end of the match, Right. he could have he could have you doing whatever he wanted you to do as a fan he could have yeah. you feel whatever he wanted you to feel as a fan right. unreal
2: right and the thing about funk his accent he's got that i the, it's weird man i don't know if you've ever noticed this about being that you're a voice guy you may have he had this like southern yankee kind of vibe about his voice it was kind of like a um, and it's gonna be bad. I, please forgive me, but like a why? You know, like it's like um, yeah, like yeah, a pro- proper sounding,
1: but uh, yeah, southern. yeah, almost like a southern aristocrat type voice, yeah. but high pitched and with a little wobble in it. Like he was yeah. always just right. off right. a bit, right. You know? right? Right. My number two again. I think uh, someone who absolutely I think should be on this list uh again only at number two because number one is my all-time personal favorite professional wrestler yeah and from what i know never met the person but from what i understand one of my favorite people okay Uh, but my number two to me maybe top three greatest professional wrestlers if you look at it all subjectively sure One of the, uh, I believe, still the highest selling merch shirt in history. Oh, yeah. And of course, when you hear that glass, you know it's your ass. As Stone Cold Steve Austin for me was um, a game changer for me. Yes, totally. So I got out of professional wrestling, watching professional wrestling for a while, and got back into it because my grandfather on my dad's side, I I really raised me a lot, We watched pro wrestling. He was a WCW guy. He passed, and I drifted out of it. And I had some buddies that were watching wrestling. So, okay, cool, we get together and start watching Nitro. They were WCW guys. We'd watch Nitro. We'd yeah. play the, the WCW n sixty four games. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I started getting into WCW. I was there in time for Goldberg. You know, I was in. Uh, I was there in time for David Arquette. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, but I, I was there for WCW. Right. And then I started hearing about this guy on WWF programming, telling his boss to kiss his ass. Oh yeah, and. He he drank beer and he would, you know, throw the finger to people. I, okay. I got to check this out. Yeah. And it was, mm-hmm. it was stone cold. Yeah. And to me, and again, to a lot of people, he is what that period of time really encompassed the counterculture, if you will, the, if you will, uh, that's my real bad dusty impression. If <laughs> we um, he brought me back into WWF wrestling, and then I started watching them both. And then WCW started to suck ass, and I went on back over to the New York territory. But you know, to me, Austin really changed the game. He went through a lot of, you know, changes. Yeah, as you know, Stunning Steve, the Ringmaster. Uh, what was he in the ECW? superstar uh,
2: steve or something no crappy? he was he was still
1: stunning steve
2: i mean he stunning he, steve okay yeah he he pretty much did the hulk hogan stick kind of there but um. sure
1: okay um but it's, it's one of those things where he again like i said with a lot of other people single-handedly brought me back into the fandom
2: oh man i mean no question dude he was one that really hurt me to not have included in my top four like i said mine i tried to treat as much like I would literally not enjoy wrestling without these people in it. Mm-hmm. And I would, that's the problem, but still removing Stone Cold from my top four was brutal, but I, I did it. Sure, was, sure, you know, there was an alternate four that I was like, maybe this is it. No, that's not it. <laughs> I just had to be honest, you know, but yeah, Austin's sure. so awesome. And you're right. He and the NWO really made wrestling cool again. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, Single-handedly, in, in a sense. So.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, and then DX showed up, which was kind of uh, NWO, but sophomoric? Yeah. A lot more wiener jokes?
2: A lot of wiener jokes, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but at the same time, DX is hilarious. You know, Xbox great. I mean, Triple H, you know, will probably end up being on several people's Mount Rushmore in the long mm-hmm. run um mm-hmm. yeah i couldn't bump off flair to make room for triple h because i just didn't you know what i'm saying so
3: yeah absolutely uh, yeah
2: which leads me to my number one and your number three
1: uh, i wonder who it is
2: <laughs> yeah i think you got it he's the 16 <laughs> time actually 21 time champ mm-hmm. he is hall of famer okay but and then all around goat greatest of all time now honestly when you put greatest of all time on someone they pretty much need to encompass the whole spectrum of what you would call professional wrestling they need sure. to they need to look good they need to have great microphone skills they need to have the it and then they need to know how to wrestle. And again, a lot of people argue that Ric Flair has the same match, and he kind of does. I won't disagree with that. But those same 15 moves that he puts together are still better than someone who goes out there and gets different moves all the time. You know, once mm-hmm. you figure something out, to me, I would say, go and stick with it that's that's the beauty of it you know um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's my number one i mean rick flair we could like we could have podcasts about every one of the people we've just talked about here oh sure uh entire shows dedicated to just them and we may do that eventually the sky's the limit i say but being you know <laughs> i don't want to beat a dead horse you did a great cover of him when you picked him as number three but to me honestly Uh, There is no Mount Rushmore. There is no Hall of Fame. There is no wrestling without Ric Flair. And and that's just where I'll stay.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. You're right. It's Flair is... Yeah. Flair is Flair. Um, My number one, I'm going to go with, and again, my personal favorites. Right. My number one is actually three. But... Uh you've got this guy. Love it. You got this guy. And of course, you've got the coolest cat of them all, Daddy. No. Oh have mercy the dudester of course we're talking about Mrs. Foley's baby boy Mick Foley.
2: Yeah, I love it.
1: My all-time favorite professional wrestler. And I loved him as Cactus Jack.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I loved him as Dude Love. I love him as yeah. Mankind. That's the only music I didn't play. And I loved him as Mick Foley, but part of the reason is he doesn't look like he should be a spectacular pro wrestler. And he's even said it, you know? He he always looked a certain way. Well, I look like a a big dumb idiot sometimes. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I, I can relate to him. But also, you know, he knew what he had to do to make it. To make a right. paycheck, to provide for his family. Yeah. That's yeah. huge to me. Oh, huge, totally. huge, huge deal to me. He yeah. knew how to reinvent himself, to right. be useful, to be valuable to whomever or whatever was happening. Yeah. He was one of the first people to actually be different characters, and you knew, damn well, knew. It was still Mick Foley. Yeah. But exactly. you didn't question it. I mean, right. you heard Dude's music, you know it was Dude Love. Yeah, mm-hmm. Of course, you know it's Mick Foley. You hear Mankind, you know it's Mankind. But of course, you know it's Mick Foley. You know, and um, even the Mankind character itself changed. Right. From right. being deranged to being goofy. My favorite Mick Foley moment, besides, of course, watching him win the the championship which ultimately doomed WCW in my opinion. Right. Is it's is Triple H was was doing a program with, with Foley. And um he was out there and he was talking about how he was gonna he was gonna whoop him and, and Foley was was a chicken and he couldn't handle it and all this other stuff. Yeah. And so Foley comes on the the Titan Tron as I believe it was mankind first maybe talking about like, oh yeah, you're right. I can't I can't I can't hang with you. You're you're too tough, you're too bad or whatever. And then dude Love would come on there and he's like, "No, yeah, you're right, you man, we can't do this, you know." And he's <laughs> like, "But I know someone that can." And all of a sudden you heard that music and that trash can come flying out from behind the stage. Right. And Cactus Jack comes out. And first of all, JR sold it so well because he's like oh my god king it's Cactus Jack oh shit you know he's losing his mind (laughs) Trips is in the the ring he's screaming like no I'm not doing this this is this ain't happening (laughs) and you know and Cactus comes down to the ring and it's like when you no matter what was going on if you wanted fun loving you got dude if you wanted the range you had mankind you have uh, goofy mankind later on but then no matter if you pushed Mick far enough if you pushed him far enough, that little door inside his head opened, right? And the character named for his father, Cactus Jack, would come out, and then yeah. it was your ass. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, love
1: yeah. Cactus Jack.
2: Yeah, it was like if he needed to elevate himself to a yeah a more violent yeah. moment, it was Cactus
1: Jack. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was. It to me. I think Finn Balor or, or, or Prince Devitt, Fergal Devitt. You know, the fact that he could use the demon. That, to me, is the same thing with, like, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, yeah. Totally,
2: and I was hoping that with Bray Wyatt as well in The Fiend, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, I was too. That's a whole other argument. Yeah, whole other (laughs) argument. You know, the
2: thing that I I first remember watching Mick on WCW as Cactus Jack against Mm -hmm. Sting, you know, he would wrestle Sting. Uh, That was really the first few times I remember, you know, him and uh, Norman the Lunatic with Kevin Sullivan's Uh, The crew, uh, you know, after the varsity club, I think it was... Uh the nightmare,
1: I don't remember what they were called. It was not really... the Dungeon of Doom, that was later on still, right? Right.
2: right. It wasn't yeah, Dungeon okay, of Doom okay. yet, but it was like Kevin's Nightmares or something. I
1: don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Sullivan, yeah. Sullivan's yeah. pretty much always been the same right. gimmick. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: And and he And uh,
1: fantastic gimmick, by the way. Oh, totally. Yeah. He played it perfectly, yeah.
2: Yeah. But man, Mick, you know, I love Mick. I really do. Uh no one other than possibly Terry Funk has given their body
1: more for
2: this business. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You know. Absolutely. I mean, you tell me someone else who's, who, I mean, obviously the Hell in the Cell changed his his life. Totally. And career. Uh, but, yeah, Mick is, there's probably three, four professional wrestlers. There's yeah. a bunch I'd like to meet and be like, hey, I'm a big fan, love what you do, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. there's probably like three, maybe four that I like. I feel like I need to meet. Yeah. And Mick's mix top of the list. Mick is right there. And and his books are great.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
1: yeah. Of an author,
2: the one thing, and I don't know. I'm sure you know this, but one thing that I always think of about Mick Foley, he to me. Is always going to be one of the people that was. He was the reason for the ending of the eighty-three week streak of WCW because. Oh yeah. That, back at that time, kids, WWF Raw, was sometimes um, taped ahead. So what they would do mm-hmm. is they would record a four-hour run at a live show, and and it would be live on Monday, and then taped next Monday. So, mm-hmm. WCW and Tony Schiavone, they got the results and they knew that Mick Foley was going to win the heavyweight title. And so Tony Schiavone, in his best way that he thought he could keep the the viewers there, uh, he said, "Hey, coming up next, Mick Foley wins the title. No need to turn over. You know, we didn't need to keep him, so he's not important for you." Little did they know that it was a mass exodus of. Oh yeah, I did. You yep. know, I remember Absolutely. doing it as well. Yeah. I did it as well. And it was a mass exodus of people leaving WCW. And that was the end of the 83-week streak. And something that I don't yeah. think that he's always talked about. But that's one of the well, biggest
1: things, uh, you know? I don't know. Was it Shivani's call? Or did he get that call from Bischoff?
2: Well, it was from Bischoff. But, you know, Shivani, sure. of okay. course, is
1: the voice for it, obviously. Right, right. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I agree. I think that is the if you can if you can pick a single moment i think that's it
2: yeah cuz i mean he he <laughs> he deserves so much man the thing that i'm worried about is mick in his older days we're getting there but i'm worried about the concussions obviously what he's done to his body you know mick has never been the one to blow a bunch of money but oh, also no. yeah. you know he married a hot wife and kept her you know <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, his well, wife that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a hot. good
1: man. I think. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so, I mean, he's a professional Santa during the season. I mean, he's a good man, you know. Yeah. Full yeah. Year. So, yeah. So, so, so yeah. well, you know what? That sounds like a good wrap up of the first seg here, the personal Mount Rushmore. We're going to think if we break, when we come back, we're going to talk about the tag team rap, Mount Rushmore that we have kind of put together and uh, let you guys uh, argue some more with us through social medias when you don't agree with our picks. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back on Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling.
0: This is Charlie with Give Me Back My Action Movies. And Dan. Join us every two weeks as we dive into the classic action movies of the 80s and 90s.
1: That's right, Charlie. But we also take a look at some of the current films out there that still has those nostalgic feels for us.
0: Exactly. So make sure you find us on all your major podcasting platforms.
1: And check us out over on Facebook. We have a group where the conversation's always going 24-7. We're having a good time. I think so. I'll be back.
2: Hey, guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color, with Wolfie D, every Monday
1: at noon. We're talking Memphis. We're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that
4: I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famer on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color, with Wolfie D.
1: All right, and we're back to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast. I'm Dan. That's and Jimmy. I- And we told you who our faves are. Now, we're going to tell you who some of our favorite tag teams are. I love tag team wrestling. I always did as a kid. Jimmy, you love tag team wrestling because I said you did. And we are now the tag team of Professional Wrestling Podcast. Jimmy, please start with your number four tag team.
2: All right. My number four tag team is my good buddy, my every week podcast partner, the big homie Wolfie d and his partner jc ice they were pg13 Nation
4: of we all the nations I'm a lima and in color don't diss the man over oh, we'll bone brush your mom.
2: They were 16-time USWA Tag Team Champions. They had runs in ECW, WWF, and WCW. Honestly, the most underrated team on this whole list and one of the most underrated tag teams in all of pro wrestling. I may be a little biased, but at the same time, trust me, go watch any match of theirs, and I think you'll really enjoy them. Uh, PG-13 is my number four.
1: You know, I uh, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, when I first uh, talked to Charlie, found out you're doing the show with Woofy and them, I had to, I was like PG thirteen. I go the rapping dudes with the na- nation, and and he was like, yeah, I guess I don't know. And I, so I had to look him up, and I was like, all right, I remember that, but I wasn't privy to any of their other work or his work in particular, uh, solo even. Yeah. So. I've gone back and looked at some stuff, and you're right. Those guys absolutely could hang and bang and go with any of the other big names from back in the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, My number four, and this is uh, okay. So my list is I'll tell you right now, my list is going to be controversial. Um, My number four is. Oh, you didn't know? You the new age balls, outlaws somebody. and obviously uh you know road dog jesse james badass billy gun they had careers before this tag team uh the roadie rockabilly uh, uh smoky guns you know uh, all of the career they had before this but this was the launching pad this is where they got to be who they are who they were back then and who they are now and Honestly, to this day, uh, I could still do the entire entrance for the New Age Outlaws. Absolutely loved them. Very cool back in the day. And Billy Gunn still, to this day, could probably snap me in half. Oh, yeah. He's great. Uh, great and I team. do love – and his boys, the ass boys, are, are pretty good too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dan <laughs> Housen. He's awesome. Uh, love that Dan Housen. Housen. Yeah. He's so great. He is literally – he is – What's the term? Subversive? Is that the good the term? <laughs> Danhausen, uh, and I will quote him, is mm, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: very good. Very evil. Very good. Mm, very very evil. good. Very evil. Very evil. I, I have yeah. that t shirt coming. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my number four, bub.
2: Uh, number three for me. And honestly, this one was tough, but number three, the Midnight Express. possibly one of the best heel tag teams of all time, maybe the best. Uh, They were five-time tag team champions. Unfortunately, they're not in the Hall of Fame. Um, This one uh, served two masters for me because in my ultimate, without question, uh, personal favorite Mount Rushmore, it's like, Rick Flair, Ricky Morton, Road Warrior Hawk, and Bobby Eaton. <laughs> now, what's the problem there? Three of those guys are tag teams. That's why yeah, I cheated. Yeah. So um, that tells you how much I love tag teams. That tells you how much Bobby Eaton means to me. Uh, Bobby Eaton, I'll talk about him in a later show. Bobby mm-hmm. Eaton was a huge important part to me in my small time in the wrestling business. Um, and I can't wait to talk more about him. But yeah, my number three... Unquestionably the Midnight Express. The, and now again Which 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 exactly, version? Exactly. You were gonna ask this. And mm-hmm. I am going to go with Bobby Eaton and ah, sweet, sweet, yeah, sweet Sweet Stan, Stan Lane. Sweet Stan Lane. Yeah. Beautiful. Bobby. To, sweet did. Stan Lane.
1: Yeah, that's where you,
2: you have to go with that one. I I did. I love Lover Boy Dennis. I thought he was great, but honestly, I I had to go sweet Stan lane. So yeah, absolutely. That, that's my number three.
1: My uh you know and, and I'll just throw an honorable mention because you said this and it kind of fits into a FTR. Oh man, yeah. Mm. 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 Great. All right. So my number three, same uh, uh same ballpark as FTR. Yeah. Um, and I think some people will probably be like, this guy's a, a, a turd for this one, but I got, I got to go with the Young Bucks. I mean, you know, not only what they've done for professional wrestling, how they've changed the game, how they've changed the game for themselves and merchandising and everything else, BTE, all this other things that they've done, they can go, man. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Those guys in the ring can go hardcore, can go aerial, can go ground, can go a little bit of haha. They can do whatever you need them or they feel like doing, and they okay. can make – just like FTR, they can make anyone FTR and the bucks could make you and I look good.
2: Totally. And I mean, so. that's kind of like the modern day battle of the expresses right there. Oh um, yeah. Oh if you my You Think gosh, about yeah. it. The midnights and the rock and rolls right there. Uh, the young mm-hmm. bucks to me are the future version of the hardies, the rock and roll, the, all of that included. And they've just amped it up today's times. Great tag team. Well, where
1: do you, who did you put a number two?
2: oh god number two and number one are so interchangeable and on any given day they could be one or the other but i knew one of
1: them i know one of them then for sure
2: yeah number two
1: probably uh, well i probably know them both probably
2: you do but but number
3: two
1: (laughs) yeah
2: Uh, they are the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Uh, now, I am picking the Road Warriors specifically. I know they changed to the Legion of Doom later, but I didn't feel like their WWF run was near what it needed to be. Um, partially due to Hawks issues, but uh, sure. at the same time, they had started to wear down from their probably, you know... 20 years of work at that right. point? You yeah. know... I tried to write down some things about them, but I mean, dude, they were like the goats, man. They're the nine-time tag champions, WWE Hall of Famers. They had tag belts in every place that mattered, you know? And some that didn't. Right. AWA, (laughs) NWA, New Japan, (laughs) All Japan, uh, WCW, WWF, WWE. I I think
1: the only place they didn't carry straps were what? Puerto Rico for Cologne and maybe AAA?
2: triple a i don't think they did much down yeah. there
1: yeah but i mean but, beyond that
2: yeah the look the talk the abilities it mm-hmm. all man again they they're my number two the road warriors
1: Love yeah them. fantastic uh my number two again these are personal favorites and as i'm doing these i'm thinking to myself self you're a dumbass," because there's probably another oof, five or six tag teams that i absolutely adore so I'm a huge tag team wrestling fan, always wanted to be when I was a kid. And, you know, as every kid you dream of being a pro wrestler, um, you actually, you know, got to wrestle some. Um, But it was one of those things where it's like, I never wanted to be a a singles guy. I always wanted to be a tag team guy. And it might be because I was never raised with my brother and I was, you know, I had an older uncle, but kind of hung out with me a little bit. But so it's like, I guess I always wanted that camaraderie. Yeah, brotherhood type of thing. So I always loved tag wrestling. And there's four or five teams that didn't make my list. But these guys did one of my favorites. Again, kind of stumbled around the same time as Austin did to bring me back in. And that is the APA, the Acolyte Protection Agency. They take many forms of payment. They take cash. (laughs) <laughs> I take beer uh no checks if your checks yeah. bounce they bounce you like Funaki um and I loved I love the APA man they just uh, okay so so if you're not familiar with the APA first of all what the hell is wrong with you why are you listening to this podcast second of all right the APA were two tag teams in one the yeah. APA were the acolytes Bradshaw yeah. and Ron Simmons or Farouk <laughs> Right. Um, and they were minions of the Undertaker and the Ministry of Darkness. They would yeah. come out, they had some symbols drawn on them, they would beat you up. They were his hired muscle, his uh shock troopers kind of team. Yeah. Yeah. And then as that all started to fall apart, they kept them together and then they become the APA, the acolyte protection agency. And you could hire them in the back to come out and beat the hell out of somebody for you and take care of you and protect you essentially. So they so their vignettes was they would sit in the back at a poker table, smoking cigars, drinking beer, playing poker with a door frame and no walls, but you had to go knock on the door still, you know, and they would come out and they would do their business. And you could always tell the the music would be the same, but you could always tell the difference. If they came out in wrestling tights and boots, they were the acolytes there to wrestle a match. If they right. came out in jeans, cut-off shirts and gloves, they were working. Right. And <laughs> yeah. There was I absolutely just love the APA. And one of my all-time favorite finishers of all time is the close by from hell.
2: Yeah, great move. By the way, Wolfie has a great story about Ron
1: and, and Bradshaw. Uh, oh, and I've heard I've heard Bradshaw is a prick.
2: Yeah, he's a big timer. <laughs> uh, but he knows it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, um, so I have a theory, it's called the Sons of LOD. Uh There are teams that I consider Sons of LOD. And the reason I call them Sons is because LOD were the first. You go LOD, you go Demolition, you go Powers of Pain. You yeah. go Doom. You go Blade oh, Runners. Oh, Doom. Man, yeah, Doom was Doom. good.
1: I know, dude. So underrated. I uh, oh. just didn't,
2: didn't get enough time, honestly.
1: And then you've uh, got the Wish.com version called the uh, Ascension.
2: Ascension, exactly. They're like yeah. the grandkids of LOD. But anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: and APA. Young
2: yeah, APA fell under that to me. They were very Road Warrior, whoop ass, badasses. If someone would have let the Road Warriors be themselves, I think that would be what you got with APA. You, yeah, you, met, yeah.
1: you know what I'm saying? The APA, you believed them. Right. You believed right. That, that Ron Simmons and Bradshaw were going to kick your ass. Yeah.
2: yeah. Do you remember when Ron Simmons went from Farouk to Ron? When was that? It was just like, it seemed like it was just It was
1: during, it was, it was towards the end of the APA run, I want to say.
2: Okay. Okay. Because he was still
1: Farouk at the beginning of the APA. Okay. Okay. And midway through. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he switched over to the Ron Simmons name. Yeah. Kind of when Miss Jackie was involved with the APA a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I think that's when.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. I think
1: you're right, man. Yeah. Um, anyway,
2: great tag team, man, honestly wouldn't be on my list, but God, I've enjoyed every match I've ever seen of theirs. And, you know, if you listen to the, the live and color podcast, Wolfie tells a great story on how to take Bradshaw's clothesline. I'll, I'll let you guys do the digging on that. But basically he tells, instead of him knocking your head off, Wolfie had a great way to take the clothesline that wouldn't allow him to be decapitated essentially. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) smart. Yeah. On his part. yeah. So uh,
3: you know who's your number one yeah. What yeah do you got for me?
2: me? My number one, I think anybody that knows me knows what's up. It's the by God rock and roll Express. Uh, yeah. yeah, WWE Hall of Famers. I couldn't really pin down a number of tag titles because they've they were in the NWA, WCW, WWF, AWA, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, USWA. They are probably honestly up there in the twenties as tag team champions. Oh, far more than that, even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you count some of the smaller uh, territories they were in, but. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Express to me, they were the quintessential. You know, back then you had a power tag team or you had a high flying tag team, and again,
1: their high flying is not what you, not. they not like Ray. ricochet, like what Ricochet would do now or anything right, like that. Yeah, right,
2: yeah, right. But they were originators. They were goats in that. I love Rock and Roll. Ricky Morton can be seen in and around the Southwest Virginia, East Tennessee area. That's where mm-hmm. he lives. I've probably met him probably nine times over my span of my life, and mm-hmm. every time, I I always kind of expect him to remember me, and then I'm like, wait a second, why would he remember
3: me? Yeah, right, yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, had him on the Wolfie D podcast. Love the rock and rolls, man. Uh, they got ripped off. The Rockers, I thought, ripped them off. Obviously, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, obviously, if we're being honest here, probably the better, the more athletic tag team Probably the Rockers, but at the same time, can't take away the OGs, you know. So
1: Yeah, well, here's the big difference. Yeah, uh, athletically speaking, because it was a different time, right. the Rockers were more athletic than the Rock and Roll Express. However, right. the Rock and Roll Express just retired like yesterday or some nonsense. <laughs> Not yet. And Not yet. Uh, uh, and there's no Marty Janetti yeah. on the Rock and Roll Express. Right. And, you know, I'll say it. I don't care. What's Marty going to do? Show up my house? Whatever. Uh, uh, you know there was no marty Janetti in that group yeah you know so the rock and roll express um yes awesome when i was a kid i'd watch them with my grandfather my grandfather didn't like them because they had the long hair and they were the hippies kind of you know people um love it I but love it. Uh, and out of the two i was yeah. a midnight express fan out of the two i just like the i like heels i guess yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my number one favorite tag team of all time in my opinion <laughs> the Legion of Doom whatever you want to call them but like you said my favorite is the WCW NWA days of the Road Warriors Legion of Doom um, every game I played when I played high school football I had a Road Warriors undershirt on under my pads for every game Nice, Uh, no sleeves so it was cold Uh, but I wore that and yeah. to this day, one of my absolute favorite matches, and it's because of one spot, and it was the, what the hell is it called? The Tower of Doom? The Tower of Terror? Right. The uh, three cages. Right. Yeah. Cage one, cage two, cage three. It was Legion of Doom, Hulk and Animal. It was uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin? Uh-huh. Yeah. And... Uh-huh. Yeah. Who was the fourth guy on their squad? I I can't remember both teams, but essentially the gimmick was if you're not familiar with it, you would climb to the top of this three-story structure, kind of like the one they used from uh, 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 Ready to Rumble, but not stupid. Right. And you'd right. go to the top of the thing, you'd fight in this little cage, you'd eventually be able to open a trap door, yeah, and go to the the second level, right. Go to the bottom level, so on and so forth until everyone had escaped the cage. Yeah. So. What happened was during this match, uh, I believe it's Kevin Sullivan and his guys were involved in this as the heel team. They essentially captured Yumi Garvin's girl, his ballet at the time. So they had her in the bottom cage, and they had basically locked the doors. And now they were going to beat her up, have their way, whatever. And <laughs> Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin. That yeah. was the other guy on the on the face team. So yeah. as they're now rescaling the cage to try to get back in to save her. They get to the bottom level, or the second level. They finally are able to rip the cage door open, and I don't remember who took the bump, but one of the heel guys is looking up, and Hawk comes flying through the, the the trap door with his <laughs> flying clothesline and clips this dude. And I haven't seen this match in a couple of years, but eight year old Dan right now is telling you it was the coolest damn thing he ever saw in his life. Yeah, was Hawk yeah. coming to the rescue flying through the cage and clothesline the the holy crap out of somebody
2: you just knew Um, she was going to be okay you know yeah (laughs) you
1: knew those guys were coming and and again like i said if you get a chance to check that that match just for that spot loved it hulk and animal loved you guys fantastic fantastic tag team
2: totally great tag team uh
1: absolutely (sighs) what what a great you know what a great set of teams there um, oh man. Uh, and, and we didn't even, and we didn't even talk about stuff like uh Blade Runners, uh you said Doom, um right. I love Wrath and Mortis, uh yeah. the Dudleys, yeah. Uh the the yeah. Funks, uh, the Andersons, I mean, right. Tag team Tully, wrestling is awesome. Tully and Arn for sure the Burning Tully and Orn, Tully yeah. and Orn, uh Edge and Christian. I mean, right. the hardys there's so many we didn't even get to mention because again, I love tag team wrestling. Please, yeah. please, please make <laughs> dedicated tag teams and let's stick with them. I, I love, I love I agree. tag teams. I agree. All right. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna quit gushing. We're gonna play another commercial. <laughs> when we yeah. come back, we're gonna finish up this show. We're gonna talk about our honorable mentions, our our possible rushmore of the future, and we're gonna do our first action figure segment with one Jared Street. Stick around or uh or you know, we will find you and and beat you up. Don't make us do that.
4: (laughs) Have you ever wondered what entertainers go through when they're not in the public eye? Or maybe what they went through to get to where they are now? Have you ever heard a teacher
0: talk about their personal struggles outside of the classroom? Or what it's
4: like being the parent of a child in transition during today's day and age? On I Know You Hear Me with me, Flynn Hendricks, We'll talk about that and so much more. Nothing is off-limits, and I know you hear me.
0: Welcome to the Monster Movie Stop Down, where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet. Join me, Sludge. I went to watch it the other night, and she's like, why are you watching this? You can quote this movie line for line.
1: That's very accurate. My
0: co-host, Mark.
1: Don't ask me to to do a stomp down on this because it's zero <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay dude Ruben what's your stomp down rating
0: and our brother from Texas Ruben it, it, it's just I'm like wait a minute they, they tricked me into watching this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's,
3: that's, right. what, that's what I felt like, I'm like
0: <laughs> as we give you the history our review and the stomp down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around available through the Podbean app YouTube Apple Podcasts Google Play and Amazon make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram
1: Okay, and we are back, humanoids, to the Give Me Back My Professional Wrestling, My Pro Wrestling podcast. I'm Dan. That's Jimmy. Jimmy, say hi. Hello, I'm Jimmy. Good job. (laughs) We are now going to continue this Mount Rushmore. Basically, we're just telling you who we like. So you kind of get an idea of who the hell we are. But what we're going to do now is we're going to tell you who we think the majority vote would probably get when it comes to Mount Rushmore. So now our faves... But who we think you guys would say if we asked you. Right. And, by the way, in the Facebook group, tell us your Mount Rushmore. Tell us your top four. We're looking oh, yeah. at what you said, what we said, and what we're going to say now here in a second, and we're finding out if we're complete dipshits or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, rattle them all for me, bud. Yeah, so this is my
2: popular opinion. Mount Rushmore, the, the one that could actually exist. Uh, my four goes as follows. Hogan, Hulk Hogan, no question what he is. 12-time champion, two-time Hall right. of Famer. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, six-time champ, WWE Hall of Famer. Arguably the highest merch seller of all time, without mm-hmm. a doubt. You know, nature boy Ric Flair uh, has to be on there. I know he's my personal number one. But at the same time, a uh, uh, Mount Rushmore without Ric Flair may not need to exist. So, you know, 16, 21-time champ, depending on who you ask. Two-time Hall of Famer, my personal GOAT. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, did I put Taker? Did I put Andre? I couldn't go with any of those. Honestly, I had to pick this guy, and that was The Rock. Ten-time champion. I counted 43 movie roles mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in total. Uh You're just what he's last spoken. year that was just last year (laughs) so uh anyway yeah that was my four hogan austin flair rock what about you man
1: okay same thing basically flair hogan uh austin but my fourth and honestly if you want to know who i think the absolute goat is the best professional wrestler who has ever laced him up who has ever ever done it is chris jericho
2: oh man see that's uh bro that's a hard one man
1: I mean, jericho I has yeah. been doing it for 25 years yeah 30 yeah. years something silly right yeah. he has wrestled anybody that's anybody he the first undisputed champ when it comes to wwe he wrestled uh smoky mountain he did his time in japan ecw wcw uh wwe wwf uh, now AEW, he has reinvented himself multiple times from uh, the Landstorm era to the Lionheart to uh, the List of Jericho to the Y2K, the Millennium Man, the Demo God, Judas, the Painmaker. I mean, come on. Chris Jericho once had a crowd pop, cheer for him, and yeah. then turn and boo his ass all in 10 minutes, and he didn't say a word.
2: Right. Punched Shawn Michaels' wife,
1: uh, <laughs> Le
2: Champion. Uh, he, dude, I mean, I, I feel bad for not having him on there. I do. I agree. But at the same time, he's wrestled in five decades maybe, for sure, four yeah. decades. But, I mean, Jericho is – I almost still keep him in my current even though he's Older well because he's still he's still yeah. active. So yeah, he's definitely yeah.
1: still current. But and yeah. he also called people pumpkin headed dipshits. Yeah. Uh the stuff he yeah. did with Owens, yeah. I mean, yeah. just yeah. fantastic, man. Unreal. Right. right. Unreal. He,
2: you know, he's great. He is totally great. I I can't argue with that. The rock I thought was because of his extension of the reach of, of he, sure. he made it, he sure. made it further than anybody as an actor. And also he was one of the top wrestlers of all time but yeah Yeah.
1: dude i mean well then then you look at you look at jericho and look at what he's done with fozzy i know you know when i first heard i was like he's going to do a rock band whatever and now fozzy (laughs) is like legit i mean they're a legit rock band
2: right and serious rock band yeah yeah so i mean
1: he's he was friends with uh, gene simmons and and lemmy uh, bless him and 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 ozzy and and you know it, it just goes on and on like for real, for serious. Yeah. Gotta I gotta love Jericho, man. Gotta love him. I do um, too. Yeah. I can't uh, argue with that, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, man. Let's go ahead and call an audible in the ring here and bring in your younger brother, the the little street of the clan, the enforcer, Garrett Street.
2: I can figure
1: all right folks and that's right it is the time of the show we're going to be talking about professional wrestling action figures of all types i know there's a there's supposed to be some big action figure podcast out there right now i don't some guy who used to wrestle for w i don't know but we have got our enforcer the enforcer of action figures on our side and that's one jared street jimmy
2: uh you related to this guy uh, he is actually my younger brother. I know uh, nepotism is strong around the give me back my network uh, of shows here. <laughs>
1: but, so uh, if he's your younger brother, he's the one you would lock into the sharpshooter and leave in the living room yelling until your dad came by and would whack you uh, yeah. back of the head and tell you to get off of it. Yeah. Makes yeah.
2: Sense. yeah. Well, we would make up moves and in, in like, I would always put it on too long. Wouldn't I, Jared? I was a little more of the dirtiest you- player.
4: Well, being that you were the dirtiest player, you were always more of a figure four guy. Uh, oh, I quickly, yeah. I quickly learned uh, from Ricky Steamboat and Sting that the key to getting out of the figure four is to reverse it.
1: Yeah. So I always trying to flip him over. That's yeah. right, because you didn't have ropes in the living room. I <laughs> had no ropes <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. and no referee to break it, <laughs> mostly. Yeah. Right. yeah, your mom, when she would come in and yell at you. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Jared... We we have you on the show to talk about some professional wrestling action figures. In this particular episode, we're talking about our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers. So, would you, by any chance, have a four-person Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling action figures that you'd like to talk
4: about? Uh, actually, I sure do. Um, you know, it's... I a- have. <laughs> pre-planning pre-planning right it's, <laughs> it's a coincidence
1: that sounded that's, that's felt as natural as anything written by 14 different script writers in the back of wwe's program
4: exactly exactly <laughs> probably, maybe even a little better
1: yeah uh, probably so all right um, well go with uh go with however you want to if you want to do we we did four to one so we start at the bottom work the way up but any way you'd like to do it
4: well i'll start at number four that'll be fine all um, right sounds good uh, when I when I think about action figures, uh, especially wrestling figures, I, I it's hard not to, you know, think about your childhood and think what was important to you playing with and everything like that. And as a kid of the 80s and early 90s playing with, you know, wrestling figures, that's going to influence my Mount Rushmore a lot. Um, sure. So coming in at number four would be out of the Hasbro series. Uh, and we're going to look at the Polka Dot Dusty Rhodes if you will nice. if yeah. you will <laughs> <laughs> that's a it's great figure.
3: that's
4: a great figure great uh, figure. Get, uh, get your first yeah. Dusty I believe I believe it's the first appearance of Dusty uh, in an uh, action did they have
1: a Remco Dusty from the the old line
4: no. I no, don't think really. so I'm pretty no, I'm did. pretty positive yeah they how the hell not. do you
2: not have a Dusty from that line I don't now. Now, let me throw this out there. Now, Jared, you may know this more than I do, but you remember the pink men, the wrestling pink men?
4: Yeah, the muscle men. The muscle men. Muscle men. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Muscle. Muscle. They were, we called them pink men.
4: Yeah, we called them pink men. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, so so there was a Dusty, I think, in that. Now, it was not, uh, I don't, I think because it was a Japanese toy maker, Uh, but I don't know if it's a Dusty Rhodes, but they called him Dusty or
4: something, so I don't know. Yeah, there was a figure that looked similar, at least like it could have been like what they were going for. Now, from my understanding, those muscle men were originally supposed to be actual wrestlers, and they somehow couldn't get the licensing or something. I'm I'm not, there's somebody out there that knows more about muscle men than me, but um, from what I understand, they couldn't get maybe the the licensing or it fell through or something like that so they kind of went all over the place with them and basically made them <laughs> made them what they are.
2: Yeah, that's good information. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they uh, originally were uh, obviously Japanese introduced in a manga back in yeah. 1979. Oh wow. Wow.
3: Yeah. yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Dan so, uh, more yeah. You know.
1: muscle, muscle men were great. You're right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You could I get like a hundred of them, and and oh yeah,
1: in a trash can, a little plastic right. trash can, dump them out, beach crap out of each other, it's great.
2: Exactly, yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Sorry.
4: See, I've got, I've actually got the the whole series of the newer ones that they have. Um, they, they have like a newer series that are actually WWF Legends, right? That, really? Uh, that I've got the whole series of them. They have, they have everybody from Flair to um, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I think Mean Gene even has one, which is awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that that is awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, Iron Sheik is he in that? Yeah. Sheik.
4: Sheik. sheik yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bobby Bobby's sheik. brain in there? I don't think there is. Uh, what sick. a bunch of humanoids. <laughs> they
4: have yeah. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake is in there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there, there's like 16. I think there's four. There's four different packages, and I can't remember every wrestler that's in there. For some reason, I think maybe Hogan isn't in there because maybe that was maybe when the time when WWE wasn't. You know. Yeah. Right. With him or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right.
1: I want the polka dot Dusty Roads, which mm. of course, as most of us know, was a a backhanded rub against Dusty by Vince. Correct, yeah. Um right. but any Dusty is a good Dusty in my book, man. If anyone can make that gimmick work, it yeah. was gonna be Dusty.
4: Yeah. I I love his vignette as the everyday man oh uh, yeah And uh, oh, dude. that Pro wrestling needs something like those vignettes, the, like the Dusty vignettes, the uh, Mr. Perfect right, the, vignettes.
1: The Whatever. son of a plumber, baby. Yeah,
4: yeah. you're right, man. Totally
2: right. Yeah. Give us back our vignettes. <laughs>
1: Give us back our. Vignettes. Well, <laughs> yeah, now we have yeah. now we have BTE, and everyone <laughs> has a vlog, so uh, right. It's, uh, you know, it's a little different now, but uh, yeah. I'm with you. Right. What is uh? What's number three on your old list, there, Jared?
4: Coming in at number three. I debated, I, I wanted one of the series and I debated so much. Um, I had to go with the Galoob uh, WCW Sting, the the series, I think i sure it's series one, Galoob, he's in the blue tights, long tights with the surfer sting look. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's my number, that's my number three great figure
1: that's uh right after he came out so he was surfer sting obviously we all call him but that's after he was what uh from the blade runners yes yes he did Blade runners then he did surfer sting right right right
4: yeah basically basically his first basically his first wcw stuff was all surfer sting pretty much right okay Um, yeah that's so a, the, uh,
1: the the surfer sting obviously huge uh, uh you know for himself back in the day uh the first uh, what was the first main event on nitro was sting and flare i'm pretty and sure and the last and then main the last event, event on sting nitro was, Flair. was sting and flare right yeah. 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 yeah to me yeah to me when you talk about wcw and wcw the face of i always thought sting he was the only person who had never come across Right, you know, to WWE, uh, obviously, he had you know at this point, but uh, you know, he to me, he was the face of WCW wrestling, and yes. regardless if he was the crow, surfer, whatever, it was
4: yeah. sting, yeah. yeah, and what a guy to have to put your um to, to have for you. I mean, he's he's so loyal to the company, um, right? He is. Mm-hmm he's incredibly talented he he learned so much along the way um that i mean a Flair helped help make him so sure. right but and he was, he was just he was uh well he was
1: a gym owner who yeah. knew some some of the the boys that were working out and that's how he become a professional wrestler and now he's like 79 and he's wrestling in D, in aew still and, and still yeah you right. know doing well there so it, it it's a testament to what you know Sting could do. And I I barely remember those Galoob figures. They were I wouldn't say they're trash, but I mean, you know, they didn't have much articulation, did they?
4: No. No, no articulation. Basically they were posed in place and
1: right, okay. Yeah.
4: And what you what you saw was what you got. They were great.
2: (laughs) They looked great
4: though, honestly. They looked they looked great, great, yeah. Yeah. They were like, you make a a statue, it's
2: easy. Yeah, exactly.
4: And and, and they were and they were similar to Hasbro size so you could you could use them with your Hasbro uh, WWF figures and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they they kind of um they might not move as well but they they could do their part standing side by side so
1: Well they could yeah. still draw they could still draw some money. That Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what would be number 2 on your list?
4: Number 2 on my list um so LJN is probably my favorite memory as a child about ljn um i wanted so bad to go with so many different of the ljn um i almost went with ljn series one hulk hogan which i think they made 20 million of everybody had one or two sure (laughs) and i wanted to go that one but when i got to looking the ljn series six hogan with the red tank top the Mm -hmm. better pose better tan better hair more muscular is just a way better figure. So I had to put Series 6, LJN, Hogan with the red tank top, that says Hulkamania across it, and the yellow trunks. It just, it, it's it's up there for me. And it has a counterpart with the white tank top and red trunks, but he didn't really wear that at that time, so. Right. Uh, right. As far as yeah. accuracy and everything like that, the Hogan Series 6, red tank top, LJN. The white
1: shirt, well, the white shirt always made me feel like they were just trying to uh, tie into the no holds barred. Yeah, oh, but not, maybe. in that he was doing blue and white and stuff mostly. Yeah, Dookie, yeah, Dookie, <laughs> tiny wangers. Well, if it ain't the
4: teeny wangers. Ah!
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> like. so, uh, let me jimmy let me ask you this question real quick how yeah. many of those big giant heavy rubber killing machines did you throw at your little brother
3: oh man <laughs>
1: or well, beat him we had, with yeah.
2: we probably had 50 of the things i mean i don't know about that many but we had uh quite a few of those and yeah i was probably mean to him with those i'm sure
1: you know honestly the the only two i've ever ever played with i didn't have any a friend had them was Junkyard Dog and Bundy? Yeah, great
4: figures. Did the Junkyard Dog have the collar and the chain with it, or was it already torn off? Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) hell, man, I don't remember. Probably probably torn off. It was probably probably. (laughs) torn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's
4: a
2: great figure, though. Uh, You know, did it have thump on the butt? It did, Yes, I do remember
1: it had thump on the butt.
2: Yes. Yeah, uh, the Bundy's a great figure too. Uh, yes. Honestly, one of the better likenesses as well. Because always the Andre of the LJN was a garbage sculpt of the face. Now oh, yeah. again, they didn't have the true FX
3: <laughs> digital, right.
2: the... you know, three D printing deal. They
1: didn't have then. any FX back then,
2: so right? Yeah. <laughs> right for sure.
1: You know. Um. So let's let's top it off with the number one. Your number one Mount Rushmore. Professional wrestling action figure.
4: Well, with number one, I'm going to cheat a little bit.
1: Oh, uh, shit. Here we not, go. Okay. You're going to be that guy. All right. First, you're here. First
4: episode in, and he's cheating. It's not going to be just one. It can't be just one because I can't separate these two. It's the Rimco line, the AWA Rimco line, mm-hmm. the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah. The Road Warriors. All I mean, right. Yeah. Face paint yeah. there, tattoo on animals' shoulder. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's there. I mean, the deco was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. It just Wait. they look they look awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah, they did. The I had. I remember. I,
1: I told Jimmy this once. I had a Remco Freebird figure <laughs> in a random box of toys at my at, at my grandfather's, and I want to say he had yellow whitish hair. So it's either Buddy or Michael.
4: But yeah, Buddy or Michael. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I never, I to the light, I don't know, He-Man kicked his ass a bunch of times when I was a kid. I don't remember who, 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 which yeah. one it was now, but yeah.
2: That was the thing about those. You could use your He-Man figures in the match. So, Jared, remind me of this, if, I, if I'm wrong. Those were our first wrestling action figures, correct? Am I right about that? It, was,
4: it seems like they were to me. Uh, if not, it was like the Hogan and maybe... <laughs> Iron Chic LJN. It was somewhere, but I, I want to thank the Rimco we had first. Yeah, because we were really into
2: it. My aunt Jeanette, rest in peace. She just passed away last year. Right. Um, mm-hmm. She bought us those for Christmas, and it was a two pack. She actually bought us. Well, was it a three-pack
4: three pack though? Did it have Paul Ellering with it?
2: Have Ellering? Yeah, it might have.
1: I don't remember because he's got the it,
4: he's got the Road Warrior shirt. I yeah, mean, it might
1: have. And they had like belts, that. right? Did they come with the little plastic belts? Oh on yeah. That one? Came, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they came
4: with like chaps. They had like like
1: chaps cloth
4: chaps. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: They had and chaps. Oh man.
2: Yeah. Totally, dude. That was the AWA era Road Warriors. This was pre. Oh uh, yeah. Pads and stuff. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I think those were the first we got, and we got that with an LJN ring, uh, dude. Right. Anyway. Love that! Uh,
1: love I uh, I am currently looking up the REM code There was a two pack and a three pack. So, so there was a two pack right. it, Well, there was a two pack that said All Star Wrestlers Tag Team, and yeah, the black they had the black bottoms, uh, the collars and such. And right. then there was a three pack that said Official All Star Wrestlers Tag Team: The Road Warriors. And it had Ellering with the, with the Road Warriors T-shirt.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we got the two pack. If I'm
1: not, I
4: think mistaken. There was, I think it was a two pack. I think yeah. later in life I got the uh, Paul Ellering, the uh, Paul Ellering or something like that. So yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. What what is uh, uh,
1: so? Those are your Mount Rushmore figures. Is there one Grail figure
4: you're looking for still? Um, I would that love would, that would bump one of those. You know what I mean? um man me and jimmy were talking about this the other day i would love to have a warlord ljn it's like i saw one on ebay not too long back the arms were cut off they were asking like
1: 495
4: dollars for it that's insane i
1: uh i currently uh my okay so my oldest son has a ton of figures yeah um and the all the first run of the aew except brandy and mm. then I currently have two wrestling figures in my collection. One is the Gold Pinta yeah. from AEW, okay. and yeah. the other is the Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Great. awesome, dude. I, I, I like want that They Live. What a cool figure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it's such a cool thing. Charlie actually found it down there uh, in nice. Virginia, and when he came up to visit, he brought them, and I'm like, these are fantastic.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome probably just why fair. Jared
1: couldn't find it. No, That's
4: probably kidding. why I couldn't find the Piper. It's a.
1: ha <laughs>
4: <laughs> I looked yeah, for ahead. the Piper and I found fifty of the rock from that Hobbs well, and Obs Shaw and yeah. 50 of the John Cena from the Fast Nine or whatever. And I was like now, no Piper. No if they'd anymore. only
1: if they would only made the rock from the tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
4: There
1: you that'd, go. Been the, that'd be the one to get
2: or the one with the Scorpion King where he's like in the full
1: body deal or something. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. That'd been good. Actually, if you're going to do that, do one for walking call. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's, yeah,
4: classic. that's a
2: good flick. I like so, that one. And let me ask you guys this, cause Jared's list is very similar to mine. I'm not going to deal with all that right now in the, Idea of time, but um, my, one of my favorite wrestling figures, and it has to count, is uh, it was a crossover of you know G.I. Joe and wrestling. It was the Sergeant Slaughter, uh, mm-hmm. mail away with the USA across his stomach and the sure. G.I. Joe down his legs. Um, yeah. th- that counts, right? That's a wrestling, oh, absolutely counts, absolutely,
4: absolutely. it does, yeah, yeah. because now because because the mail away is fighting LJN figures,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and speaking of which, did you know that Cobra right. also has a special hand-to-hand uh, instructor? Right, yeah. Rowdy Piper. One Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah. He was that's the a... special combat instructor for the Iron Grenadiers.
4: Right. That's a grail figure, too.
1: Oh yeah, I would I would drive all the way down there and punch both you guys just to get one of them figures. There's no question about that. Those are fantastic. So, well, you know what, Jared? Thanks for coming on. We will talk to you on the. uh, Is it going to be a? Are we going to do this every segment? We just want to do this every so often segment. What do you think, Jimmy? I think. How much does your brother get on your nerves? How much do you want to do this?
2: Yeah, Jared. How much do I get on your nerves? No, (laughs) no, seriously. (laughs) But uh, the the I think if it fits a show. I'll shoot Jared a text and say, Hey, you got something that'll work for the show. If not, we won't, you know, hold his hands to it. But, but at the same time, you know, it was fun to have you on and we want to have your expertise. Cause just like our whole podcast network is based around nostalgia. I mean, honestly, there could be a spinoff of a Give Me Back
1: My Action Figure podcast. Who knows, right? So, Oh, hell. When Charlie <laughs> hears this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the guy, but
1: hey. Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, <laughs> so it'll be the guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jared, thanks for coming on. We will treat you like Andre. We will bring you in as the special attraction. You can mm-hmm. drink uh, 27 beers before <laughs> the match, 62 after the match yeah and uh be incoherent
4: like yeah. can i have 12 lobster tails too is that <laughs>
1: of course well, we don't have the we don't have the money for that <laughs> Yeah, that's not in the budget man <laughs> can,
4: can you treat me like uwf did andre and give me a big contract and
1: no no you get a hot dog and a handshake now get okay. out of here kid best <laughs> we can do for you <laughs> or we'll
2: shake your hot dog either way I love you love you <laughs> love you bud See you. thanks
1: dan uh how about All right, you know what? That was awesome having Jared on here, man. And by the way, the kids at the beginning of that were Jared's kids, right?
2: Yeah, that's Paxton Uh, and Paisley, my niece and nephew.
1: Uh, See, I love that. It's the next generation of kids getting to play with action figures.
2: Yeah, wrestling action figures. Love it. And their first ever podcast appearance, you know.
3: There you at, go. You know,
1: so well, welcome, uh, welcome, y'all. Uh, yeah. My my youngest had his first podcast appearance um, on the Action Pod, which let's see, does it come out before or after this one? I don't know, man. I record every week. I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, so let's finish up the show, <clears throat> excuse me, with talking about possibly our current yeah. uh, list of maybe three, four, or five guys that could make the Mount Rushmore. So, current Tony. active Tony. workers right. and guys and girls both. I know we've all said guys on this one. Um, you know, maybe we'll do girls on another episode or something. Yeah. Uh, but let's just stick with these for now because we've already, eh, we're already this far into it. Let's yeah. stick with these. Shoot me off three or four real
2: quick. So, I've got, you know, AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, Ray Phoenix, who I think is going to be one of the greatest of all time and Eddie Kingston as a surprise. I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, is he going to be on a, uh, all time Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers? I doubt it, but I love Eddie Kingston. He is controversial. He is arguably one of the best on the microphone today. I think he's as good on the microphone as AJ is in the ring, in my opinion. Um, I love his story. He's got a very Mick Foley like story. Mm -hmm. Uh, he came from the Indies and, worked his way in and then struggled and you know almost didn't get to make it and then finally got a chance in AEW I love Eddie Kingston uh personally uh Ray Phoenix god man that guy is a master of his body you know what I'm saying uh,
1: uh yeah, until he gets his arm pinned under I when know. he gets uh slammed through a table Oof, to I can't believe tongue. it didn't break
2: to the jungle turds. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, Ugh. yeah, uh, I mean, um, AJ Styles, possibly future GOAT, honestly. And yeah, one of the greatest. Brian yeah. Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, man. Uh, that's my four current and future, uh, you know, for sure.
1: Um, okay, I'm going to agree with you with uh, with uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, got to see him in ROH during his last run oh, nice. uh, before he went to WWE awesome um i definitely aj aj i think uh no pun intended is phenomenal uh i remember when it was the weekly five dollar pna pay-per-views watching him and thought he was unbelievable then and he still is just gotten better yep he's he's just gotten better um i do love Eddie kingston as well i'm a huge fan of the mad king um i'm not going to put him on my list necessarily but i i do love him as well um kenny omega I think is going to be one of the greatest of all time. I remember watching him on Cleveland all pro wrestling, which now I believe is, is it AIW? Is that what AIW became? Or is AIW something different? I don't know. But anyone who's anyone has gone through AIW essentially. I love him. uh, But one of my absolute favorites, um, and I'm still a Mark, say what you will. I don't care. The best in the world, CM Punk. Yeah. Um, uh, I When Punk came back, I squealed like a little girl. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. Judge me. Don't even care. Um, do my mean? oldest son's favorite wrestler, one of the first things, one of the first words he actually could say. Uh, both of both of my boys are on the autism spectrum and considered pre-verbal. So uh, when my oldest, uh, Batman and GM Punk were some of his first <laughs> words, actually. I love it. Uh, I so huge, huge, huge punk fan, and then kind of like I guess my uh, dark horse sleeper, um, you know, definitely. Yeah, I love the Mad King. I, I do. I love. I love Eddie. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I really think that, man, I love Trent Beretta. I, I love Trent Beretta.
2: I love. I love how much now he's... Edge.
1: Edge, yeah. absolutely. I think at one time, but my dark horse would would be Trent. Trent. Yeah. um uh you know and and uh, you know i'd be remiss if i didn't say brody brody lee mr brody um right
2: rest in peace yeah
1: you know um i i it's so weird to say it but that really affected me you know when and and then hearing the stories from his wife and everything that's gone down it's ah, man it um so speaking of action figures, have you seen the Dark Order figures that come out, including him? They're fantastic.
2: I have not. Uh, you know, Brody. When I knew that he got it, and and I didn't know much about his earlier days pre uh, NXT. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, with Bray Wyatt. But when <laughs> he would do, he he was like a, a he was like a roughneck from the Everglades, supposedly, right? Right,
3: like right, that. right, right.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, when he would do a gator roll with guys. Oh yeah that to me was that extra element of his character
1: super unique for him. yeah
2: yeah yeah, it was Mm -hmm. like that dude gets his character man like he's really like whenever someone like that does something a little bit extra instead of the the same old kick punch throw yell whatever that you know just set their character off because he wasn't getting a lot of in-ring time on tv from what i've heard he had some great matches with jericho great matches with a lot of people at house shows but yeah man
1: beloved by everybody totally great like like, like eddie guerrero level beloved yeah, by everybody absolutely Owen heart level beloved right. by everybody you know right so, right right fantastic well as we go to, to wrap see. up uh go ahead, I'll, go be, ahead.
2: No, go ahead. I'll, I'll be anxious
1: to see what negative one does you know uh oh as he grows up yeah yeah I'll be anxious to see. Um, he's he's already uh, more talented than some people. Oh, um, amen. <laughs> uh, he can take
2: Marco stunt right now, right? Are we? Can what we book what that? happened to Marco? Uh, I think he, there's just not enough use. I, I, honestly, I read today, and I'm gonna. I wrote this down for the Live and in Color show, but I'll I'll say it on here. I read an, an article interview with uh, with Tony Khan, and here's what he said. Tony Khan recently said in an interview that what we've all assumed to be early uh, AEW people are not all going to be re-signed because of Mm -hmm. all the free agent signings that, you know, he is quoted as saying due to COVID, he wanted to give people job security, but with so many coming in, I can't renew all the contracts. And we knew that. We knew that
1: was going to happen eventually. I mean, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's never let anyone go unless they've right. asked to leave. Right. Um he just let their contracts run out. So that's pretty freaking yeah. decent of him to be honest with you, you know. Um right. Right. but yeah, I you know, I like Marco, but again, like you said, I mean Yeah, to be honest, what what level, you know, what can you do with him eventually? I mean, you uh, you're just now starting to use Jay Lisa in more of a visible role. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, saying. you've had him for I'm you saying know, I've had him for a while, so
2: well, um, when I do a lot of editing and when I'm doing work and stuff and when I'm at work from home, uh I'll actually watch Dark and Dark Elevation and, mm-hmm. and a lot of those shows and that's when I get to see some of those guys that aren't being used all the time, but I really hope that Dan Danhausen is used to his fullest maximum potential.
1: Um, you know. Yeah, I okay, so I knew a little bit about Danhausen and yeah. when I when I saw him so I have seen some indie stuff like is but and then when I saw him on uh pop up on AEW a couple weeks ago I was like holy crap I got to really know about this guy now and I binged a lot of Danhausen he hmm, Goes yeah. to the Eva. Yeah. and my my one buddy huge wrestling my you know best wrestling buddy he hates him with a passion like threatened to fire me if I promote him oh my him god more. wow and um you know and I'm thinking to myself I'm like but he can he can go. And right. he's like, well, I've never seen him go. Ugh. And I was like, look, you know, watch some of his other match stuff? But, yes, when he actually gets a chance to go, he can go. But he yeah. is a ha-ha right. character. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think what he's done with, hey, bearded wrestling guy ain't getting over. I'm going right. to just be me, go off the wall, and make something of myself. And that's what he did. I think it's fantastic. I love it. I love yeah. the tequila dance spot. I think pro wrestling has should have something for everyone. He fills that particular niche. It's not right. everyone's cup of tea. I get it.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I don't want to get too deep into new stuff, but we will talk about Dan Housen in the future because we're both huge fans. So Yeah, yeah, uh, we'd like to make sure he
1: gets plenty of all the monies.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how about this, man? I'm going to I'm gonna uh, throw this out there. Give me some of your honorable mentions, ones that didn't make your cut. Let me hear them.
1: All right. Uh, tag team-wise, again, like I said, the Dudleys, uh, Doom, um... I did love Demolition as a kid. Right. Um, Honorable Mention uh solo performers, uh Malachi Black or Tommy End, whatever you want to go with. Yeah. Um, fantastic, I think. Um uh Dustin Rhodes. Love oh, Dustin Rhodes and what he's Absolutely. contributed to Excellent. the uh Absolutely. Uh, uh Absolutely William Regal.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. William Regal, fantastic as well. Um and uh you know i i love people like Arn anderson yeah uh, back in the day too and you know i loved everything one of my big fate one of my favorite little programs and session and sections of of pro wrestling as i was as a younger man was all the stuff between wrath mortis and glacier and ernest the cat miller all that worked together thought it was fantastic absolutely loved it
2: I'll get James Mitchell to come on the show and we'll talk about that someday. Oh, Uh, that'd
1: be great. The Sinister Minister? Heck heck yeah, yeah, man. man.
2: Yeah, he was an early guest on Wolfie D podcast. And, uh, we'll oh, yeah, they've got connection.
1: There. Yeah, it makes sense. Man. Yeah,
2: they definitely do. Uh, so here's my some of my honorable mentions. Uh, oh, yeah, Macho Man. Oh, uh, the mach. yeah, of course. You know, Undertaker. Sure. Uh, sure. Jerry the King Lawler, dude, underrated, man. He was a Memphis See,
1: guy. I, I, I never got to see him as Memphis work except, you know, obviously the stuff with Kaufman.
2: Yeah, but honestly, great uh, performer. Harley Race. Uh,
1: oh, yeah you know true tough guy
2: how can you almost not have him on the list but at the true, same time guy. uh hbk um mm-hmm. you know I <laughs> Luthez and ray stevens i'm not they're a little older than me but from what i've seen of those guys and unfortunately there's just not a lot a lot of recorded matches of these guys in their front right. right um but probably on a lot of people that were our dads and parents' age uh list. You know, Ricky Steamboat, man. Uh Ricky sure. the Dragon, you know. Uh and here was one that I almost put on there because honestly, <sighs> it, it, Bobby the Brain Heenan, man. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean you know I almost put it uh, on
1: there. Yeah I, I Bobby the Brain it was so good. Uh We're going to have to do a whole manager valet episode. Yes. One of the last things I could think – I mean, obviously, modern-day people, you still got people like Kenta that's fantastic, Mm -hmm. Osprey that's fantastic. But, I mean, I feel – and I'm going to think of names and stuff as we go, but how did I leave off the great Muda as an honorable mention? Oh, my goodness. I love Muda.
2: And I was tempted on the popular – uh, mm-hmm. Vince man how do you not put Vince on there I mean think yeah. about what that dude has done not in the ring but if he didn't have the ring <laughs> they couldn't do their thing in the ring you know yeah. Um, yeah dude he changed the pro wrestling industry now again do I love where it is for his side of the things no I don't but at the same time oh, man it's hard to leave him off of any kind of list Uh, when it comes to pro wrestling. But, man, Dan, I've had a
1: blast, dude. What about you? Yeah, this – okay, so this episode went abnormally long. They all won't be this long, obviously. But for our first episode, just kind of our get-to-know-each-other – this is our first date, basically. Yeah. We wanted to make sure everyone kind of had a feel for us and kind of the way we think and really kind of what we want to do. Again, the show will will evolve and change as we go, so – If you liked something, let us know. If you didn't like something, again, let us know. If there's something you'd like us to cover or you have ideas for the show, please reach out to us. You can do it through Facebook. You can do it through our Instagram. Um, Jimmy, please, uh, you're kind of more the social media guy than I am. I'm kind yeah. of a lump when it comes to that. Please uh, let all the humanoids know about the socials.
2: So we are at GMBMPW on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, we have a Twitter. And then we are the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling group. It is an open group, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think Correct. you have yep. to be invited, but you can. No, I be. believe it's an open uh,
1: group, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so that you know, that's probably our most active so far we would love to have you guys come on there pitch in if you just like the new stuff come on talk to us yeah that's fine yeah i love the new stuff there's somebody on there that can talk to you about every era of wrestling if you want Mm -hmm. to so um you know we've got some great posters on there i don't know them personally but they're awesome and they're active and we appreciate them we're going to keep growing that but but honestly guys We know there's a million podcasts of wrestling out there. There's a billion podcasts that we can, you know, that can take up your time and your day. We just appreciate you giving us the time to bend your ear for a couple, you know, minutes. And, and just to see, you know, what we're about over here. Um, We'll have guests. I promise you that. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do wrestling pay-per-views. We'll do watch alongs. We'll do, movies there's plenty of movies about wrestling or including wrestlers you know we've Um, got a
1: lot of ideas of stuff that we want to do but we want to get out there first and let you guys you know hear our names and hear our voices and and you know and just we got to start somewhere and this is it
2: this is it so you know, today we did the Mount Rushmore to let you guys know who we like. And I think we covered every wrestler ever. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: well look, if nothing else approves we love this stuff.
2: We absolutely do, you know. Um, you know, until then, uh, listen to give me back my action movies, listen to give me back my horror movies, listen to monster movie stomp down, listen to good beer bad movie night, listen to live and in color with Wolfie D. I would love that if you would do that especially but also now you know we've got dan's got a a show coming up i don't know how much you want to talk about that
1: but that's coming up and down the pipeline Um, that that's true we are in pre-production for that and it will be something completely different for our network um it will be the um first ever non give me back you know product uh that Uh, myself or charlie or or you or nate have been involved in yeah um and uh, a lot of people that know me personally and some of you that may have got to know me through this i've been asked multiple times why am i the way i am or what what it's like in my head and you will literally get the chance to find out nice what it's like in my head thanks to uh some new technology so stick around for that. That is coming. Uh, it's
2: coming sooner than you think. I'm excited. We may, it may be like the bad acid trip that never sets us right, but Hey, we'll make it through somehow. Right. <laughs>
1: I, I somehow got to get it out of my head, man.
2: Yeah. So, you know, through the show, we've played all the, the commercials for all the awesome shows. Uh, thank you all for listening so much. Next show, who knows what it'll be about right now, but it's going to be something awesome, right, Dan? we we're, we're
1: yes, we'll let you know in the group and stuff. So get on there, and that way you can uh, you can see what's coming up. Make yeah. sure that um, uh, you you get on there because right now, whatever podcatcher you use to catch this show um, yeah. will probably always still work. But there's also there's still some juggling around of things as well. So right. get on our socials. That way you're always involved and you always know where to find us if and when we we pull a Kevin Nash and jump ship.
2: Yeah, exactly. And too sweet, everybody. So, woo! <laughs>
1: you know what, Jimmy? I've had a good time. And I'd like to tell everyone on behalf of you, behalf of me, behalf of your little brother, Jared, and everyone involved, thank you for listening. We will see you on the next one. And remember, kids, red means green. Fight forever. With a tear in my eye,
2: this is the greatest moment in my life.